On this Pete and Kimber podcast, we'll scratch up some of the best bits of the show. Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858. This is the Pete and Kimber podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kimber. Hi, Pete. Hey. Have you ever thought about being in a heist? Like, have you watched Ocean's Eleven and gone, yeah, I could? But, uh, that's unfair, though, making that reference, because Ocean's Eleven makes it look amazing. Like, uh-huh. you know, it looks it looks like great fun. George Clooney and Matt Damon are there. Yeah. Um, you, you just know, need one, one skill. If you just yeah. bring your skill, the rest of us have got the others. You get to meet Julia Roberts. Like, it's, you know, that sounds like a laugh. What would you be interested in stealing? Oh, that's a really good question. I... Would I've you be going never... for gold bars? Would you go straight for the cash? Like, what's your... You know, I've never actually... Re- <laughs> unbelievable. You no, haven't thought about I've it, but thought everyone's of... thought about a heist, Pete. I've never honestly <laughs> thought about it, but I reckon if I had to go to the trouble of stealing something, mm-hmm. it would be like a really expensive car. Oh, you're like a gone in 60 seconds. You're yeah. taking the Eleanor. Yeah, like the, the Shelby, exactly Eleanor, which is my dream car, the Shelby GT 1969 Fastback. Okay, what if I told you that you're at risk of doing 20 years for the crime if you're caught? How many cars would you want to steal or make it worth your while? Oh, I'd have to steal, I'd have to steal a few. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to steal a few cars. Like, I'd want to lead up to that, you know what I mean? I want to have yeah. a good career, good solid career as a car theft, yeah. thief, yep. and then I get my 20 years. Because you'd want to live off the spoils. Exactly. So, so would you find it surprising if I told you that a gang of 30 people, now the more you have in the gang, the more at risk you are of getting caught, right? Oh, that was, I mean, we got up to Ocean's 13, didn't we? Yeah. And 13 people in the gang, so a lot of people. It, it's too many. Right. Like we talked to David McMillan. We did a great interview. It's on another podcast of ours if you want to check because he was a drug smuggler and he tried to break out of prison and he was like, you can't tell anyone because if you tell anyone, it's you're done. You don't want to be a right? snitch. A gang of 30 thieves have risked up to 20 years behind bars for executing one of the rarest major heists of all time. So they got it done. They got it done. Okay. In Cuba. Yeah. Oh, right. right. Cuba's the place you get shots. Right. You know, I want to know what they stole. What'd they steal? 133 tons of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I think about it. Okay. Um, why? They is, it a, stole, is it raw chicken? They stole Was it even boxes. fried? 1,660 boxes full of poultry. Is this a is this a commentary on where our world's at at the moment? Like you know, we're in a cost of living crisis, right? Everybody's short of money, so all of a sudden, maybe this is the answer to solving drug crime. You know yeah. what I mean? Like make everybody short of money. So what we really need is to steal chicken. So you know what they did? They went and they stole the chicken. I don't know why they stole chicken. I couldn't tell you, but they, they stole it and the authorities worked out that they stole the chicken somewhere between midnight and 2am. And the reason that they know that that was when it happened, other they have gone back and found video surveillance footage of just um, trucks taking the chicken off site. But they also knew that there was a problem because there was a rather massive temperature irregularity 
in the place because when they removed all the chicken, like the, obviously the fr- refrigerators were working to refrigerate that much chicken. And when the yeah. chicken was removed, it kind of went into a freezing zone. Yeah, because it would have been. Because yeah, it was okay. empty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's how they sussed out when they did the crime. And they reckon that um, they tried to peddle the chicken on the streets in order to buy a variety of luxury items like laptops, television, refrigerators, and air conditioners. <laughs> Why didn't they just take the televisions, the refrigerators, and the air conditioners? That's because it's been done. I mean, like, you know, when you're, <laughs> when you're, up, to, when you're up to Ocean's 30... You have to throw in a plot twist, don't you? you know? <laughs> Still makes me laugh. 133 tons of chicken, oh, 30 God. blokes, 20 years in prison. Idiot. That's unreal. That's absolutely unreal. Well, um, that might bring you some joy. That brought me a lot of joy this morning. Thank you very much for that story. <laughs> that's gold. I'll never look at chicken the same way again, that's for sure. Hey, um, on our podcast today, so... The matchula. Oh, God. Right? This we, has more juice oh. than a box full of poultry. We have... It's <laughs> for an image for you. Um, we had Rachel in to tell her side of the story. So if you've missed the update with Matt, who was our matchula, he, of course, went on three dates with three different women. He chose Rachel on Valentine's Day. You'll get that on a previous podcast. If you want to go and him, hear his oh, chat. Look, I mean, you it's have great. to. Look, I mean, I think we probably give most of the setup in it. You're probably going to hear the magic. Yeah. That yep. is the lies, lies, lies of that relationship. But wait till you hear what Rachel's got to say because she <sighs> dropped some bombs about some things that happened on the date that they went on. It was huge. I, I And you know what? I, do, I can't imagine... I think Matt has probably removed himself from our group, from oh, our Facebook page. We've got fam. we've got um, Pete and Kimber's mixed fam mm, that you can go and join mm-hmm. on Facebook, and I, I think he's left the group. Yeah, he's not there. He heard anymore. some disparaging comments in there from our mixed fam that were angry about um, the ghosting. Um, we also talk on the podcast about if you've ever ha- found a hidden camera. Yeah, we got stories from you, Perth. Um, we played yay or nay, which is always a fun one, um, and it turns out animals are taking over the world. Mm. Yep, really enjoyed that. that. Um, throwback Thursday. This was good. It was great, but it was not great because it was basically covering two of our biggest fears. Yeah. And mine's ridiculous. We were in tears, though, listening back to the audio. It was very funny. Um, and bro code at the maths dinner party. You so Because I, I have a lot of trouble following on with maths at, maths at the moment because it's at a time where, you know, we're trying to get the kids to bed. So I rely on you to bring me all the juicy goss. And fu- I could not believe that I was hearing what I was hearing. I couldn't even believe that Channel 9 aired it. Like, I know that's the whole point, but... But even if you're not following maths and you don't care about any of the people on it, I get why. But it's just an incredible story. Unbelievable. Enjoy the podcast. Bye. We tried to find love. We did. We really tried to find love. We took Matt... And we said, you got needed a couple of singles to get in touch. Him and Tanya initially got in touch and said, we'd like to be hooked up. We sent him on a few dates. There was chemistry. Then Tanya pulled out. So he said, it's all right, mate. We've got you back. We'll give you three more beautiful women to go on dates with. And if you have a connection with any of them, we'll send you on another date. And he said, you know what? I do. I have a connection with Rachel. I'll take her out on the weekend. We sent. We said, here you go. We're giving you a dinner voucher. Go to the Perth Mint. Have a beautiful time together. Mm-hmm. Then we checked in with them yesterday and said, hey, how did the date go? How are things going? Not the way we'd planned. We've, yeah, we've been text messaging and um, back and forth, but it's just not really 
it's not there, Kim, but it's not. It's, yeah, it's. Ah, uh, oh, okay. I've gone back into dad mode. You're back in dad mode, so the, the chemistry is not quite there that you were that you were hoping for. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and and I think I made the mistake by saying, "Oh, let's let's reschedule." I didn't follow through with an actual time and date. So, um, oh, yes. hang on, no, I mm, okay, really, because now I've just got a little note here from from our producers, yeah. Rami and Kerrod. They're saying that Rachel texted you to organise the date, and you didn't reply. Yeah, yeah, I've spoke to her. Spoke to her yesterday. You spoke to Hang her on, yesterday. Hang on, but the date was meant to be on Saturday. Did you have any contact with Rachel after you left the studio? Yeah, we were speaking, because um, we uh, stepdad's from where I'm from. So, yeah, we had a good conversation over text, and then, yeah. When, when just... was that? When was the conversation over text, Matt? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh huh. And, and then we had text Saturday. She did say, "I'll give you a call over the weekend." And um, yeah, it didn't happen. That's interesting because that's not what we've Matt. heard. We're, we're being told something completely different. Matt. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she did, did you ghost? Did you ghost Rachel? No, I didn't ghost her at all. I just never got. Uh... You just never got back to her. That's ghosting. <laughs> Matt, like Matt, Matt, are you kidding me? We set you up. We we got you four beautiful women to go on dates with. You did. You did. So um, let's be honest. Then you're you're not ready for a relationship because that's not very grown up of you, dude. You're 39. I've gone back into yeah, gone back into no go zone. So I'm just not dating now. You heard it here, Perth. Matt ghosted Rachel. Our text line and Pete and Kimber's mix fam on Facebook erupted. Comments like Yvette, who said he was in it for one reason and when he didn't get that, he wasn't interested. Lizzie said he couldn't be trusted as soon as he did the finger clicks. Oh, <laughs> Angela, yeah, right. he played the I'm not ready card. How original. Kelly. Kelly was reasonable. Kelly said, look, he thinks he's ready to date, but he's not really ready. Uh, Jojo wasn't having a bar of that. She said, Matt, you nominated yourself. You chose to do it. You have let everybody down and then played the I'm not ready card. Rachel, you've dodged a bullet. That's what Rachel said to us too. And thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us on the show to tell your side of the story. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Rachel. Now, look, I'm going to start this by saying I know you're hesitant to chat to us this morning because you're not interested in, like, throwing Matt under the bus. So uh, we get that. We just wanted to talk about it because we go, this is happening in the dating world a bunch where people are going, why can't we just communicate? If the feelings aren't there or the chemistry isn't there, why can't you just be up front? Now, yesterday, Matt, when we chatted to him, tried to kind of go, oh, yeah, Rachel and I have been texting back and forth. We were sort of trying to organise another time to get together. But from your end, that's not what actually was happening. No, not at all. Um, so when I came into the studio on Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday, sorry, I could feel it then and there. And I guess the what, text, Sorry, Rachel, but, what do you mean you could feel it? What were you feeling? Oh, it was just different to the, the night before when we went out. Um, I feel like we did have a good connection and... You know, he said he was going to pick me, and we had a kiss at the end of the night. And oh, <laughs> so this is all new to us. 
Oh, okay. So he gave you a heads up that he was going to choose you because he did feel more chemistry with you than the other girls, which we could hear. Yeah. And he was um, stressing about, you know, letting people down. Yeah. You know, that was the main focus of the conversation that night. Um, And I did point out to him that he doesn't have to choose anyone and it's fine if he doesn't want to choose me. Yeah. And we told him the same. We said, you don't have to choose someone. If you need to honey badger it, it's okay because we can't force chemistry. Yeah. So what um, what happened over the the weekend with the date, and then the the next day since? Because when we spoke to the matchler yesterday, you sent us a text listening to the conversation, going, "Lies, lies! I dodged a bullet." What happened? Yes. Yeah, it got me a bit wild. I really don't like when people lie. Um, I guess he was on the spot and you know twisted the truth or whatever it may be. But um, yeah, Wednesday we were texting. Um, I was aware of the voucher situation and I was happy to postpone. Um, I did bring up um, my mum's husband is from the same area, but yeah, the text it was just me. Like there was no questions back to me. Um, like there was no flow. I just thought, oh yeah, he's tired. All good. Um, I hadn't heard anything um, Friday. So I thought I'll just flick a text, um, you know, to let him know I am interested. Yep. Um, and he said, um, yeah, he's busy with his daughter at the moment. So he would, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, let me know when we can go out for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then nothing? Um, yeah, so I responded again to that and then nothing. Later on in the evening, I just said, um, by the way, if you are um, free to chat this weekend, let me know. And that's when he didn't respond. And so then you heard nothing all weekend. So when we contacted him yesterday, had you heard from him since the weekend? Was that the last exchange you had? Um, So it was actually Tuesday morning when he messaged me. Because we suspect that he messaged you on Tuesday morning after our producers said to him, we're going to get you on the show tomorrow. Well, exactly. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, he messaged me, hey, how are you going? And then Karen had contacted me. Um, So I was just like, oh, he's getting in touch with me because he knows that, you know, he's going to have to provide an update. Um, It was funny on the Monday night because in the mixed group, I saw that um, you wrote, Kimba, that you're going to catch up with us. Yeah, so I had a little laugh to my mum, and I was like, "Oh, but he'll um, get in touch tomorrow," and then he did. So. And so, oh, what did he actually say God. when he got in touch? Did he say, "Hey, I need to let you know there's nothing there between us"? Did you know before we went to air yesterday and talked to him? Um, no, he just said, "Hey, how you doing? Um, how's your weekend been, or whatever?" Okay. Um, and oh, I said, God. "Oh, I thought you um, disappeared on me," and yeah, I just kept it general. Um, then he said he had a mad weekend of parties and birthdays and dinners and sleepovers and whatever else he said. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, then I spoke to Carrot and um, I went back to Matt again after that and just said I had the impression um, he wasn't keen. And I said, I understand. Life is busy, but um, if he's not interested, I would appreciate honesty more than anything. Yeah. And, um, and did he say, cool, to let you know I'm not interested then? No. <gasps> to be clear, to this day, Matt has not told me directly. Oh, my God. You heard it on our show yesterday. Yeah. Well, oh. I went, you know, 
I've read between the lines. He's just oh, not that into yeah, you. Yeah, know, like, uh, I knew that. God, I, um, Rachel. Look, Rachel, this is the thing. <laughs> you haven't done anything wrong. You were open and communicative. You gave him chances to get off the hook. I... Oh, God. I mean, you know, it's okay that he wasn't interested. I don't think you're upset about that. It's just that, like, this is just a disrespectful way Mm. to handle it. And what I can't understand is that he knew we were going to update. So even when he was under the spotlight, he didn't do the right thing. Yeah. Which just means what what are they doing in life? He said yesterday that I was going to call him, but I left it open to him to let me know when he's free to to have a chat on the weekend. Mm. So, so um, just to just to sum it all up, all the things he said to us yesterday was he called you, he's been in touch, he let you know he wasn't interested, he's spoken to you over the weekend. All of that was BS. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Okay. There you go. Bloody Look, hell. Rachel, we just want to say Sorry. you you've been a delight. We appreciate you put yourself on the line. We know it's not easy to go public with this stuff. Um, but look, we wish you the best in the dating world because we know this is happening out there. It's why yeah. everybody's been so fired up about it. Yeah. Because we can't understand why someone would be so disrespectful. Um, yeah, it's not hard to hey, just be honest with someone. Yeah. Like, life's hard enough. So. Hey, Rachel, yeah. what, what do you think about doing the, the Rachelorette? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have seen my a friend suggested that. Right. Uh, Rachel, okay. we got a lot of texts and messages <laughs> from men who think you're beautiful yeah. and we're interested. Oh, so, you. That's lovely. wow. Thanks for talking to us, Rachel. I know this was a hard conversation for you, so thanks for getting uh, for for taking the call and everything. And um, sorry it worked out that way, but there's there's much better out there for you. Yeah. And thanks for having my back yesterday. I really appreciate. Oh, it. No worries. girl, you deserve better. Everybody does. It's wow. There you go. There you go. That's unreal. Now you've got the full story. Really interested to get see if we get any calls on this one. Have you ever found a hidden camera? I have. Now, hang on. Now, see, this is the thing, right? I can't wait for you to tell this story. <laughs> but let me give you the reason why I'm bringing it up, okay? A vengeful Airbnb host took a security photo of her married guest bringing home someone else and emailed the image to the man's wife... Whoa. Yeah, whoa. All right, so the bloke has rocked up. He's got another lady who's not his wife. He's booked the Airbnb, 3 o'clock in the morning. There's the doorbell camera. It's picked up what's happened. The reason why he did it is because the bloke refused to pay the bill and left a bad Airbnb review. Okay, so there's a bit of revenge going. But, like, can you just film I don't, people? I, I don't think so. I've Maybe they thought. get away with it because it's a doorbell camera. I suppose doorbell cameras, I mean, we've got one. Doorbell cameras are everywhere. I mean, cameras are everywhere. Yeah. But um, this is a this is a camera that it sort of shoots from the top down in a corner where the guy clearly couldn't see where it was and it was quite hidden. Like the, the Airbnb host had taken the opportunity. I, mean, I call it a doorbell camera because it's the front of the house. Yeah. The Airbnb host taking the opportunity to hide the camera at the top corner just to be able to monitor who was going in and out. But you do hear these stories. Like people will be like, oh, yeah, we, we, I went here and there was a, a camera in the change room or there was a camera. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. You see those TV shows sometimes as well where, like, parents have found a camera that a babysitter has put into oh, teddy bears and stuff. Yes. Like, So this story of yours, you've got to tell this story. It is so weird. So year seven... So in primary school, and the teacher, the class was sort of misbehaving a bit, right? The teacher gets pretty angry with us, and he says, right, next time I have a parent-teacher meeting, 
with your parents and all your parents come in and say, oh, my little kid's a darling. My little kid doesn't do anything wrong. He's like, I'm going to be able to show them because I've been filming you. And there's a box up on the cupboard at the back of our classroom with a camera hidden inside it and the box has got a cutout where the camera's filming. No! And I go... This is your class. My classroom. And I go, Larry Lawyer on the teacher. I'm like, you can't do that. You can't film us without our permission. And I'm an 11-year-old. Like, this has always been in me, Pete. I'm this person. Yeah, I know. I'm 11 going, you can't do this. I'm going to be telling my parents we all are. This is outrageous. I don't even think anything happened at that. Because at that time... It was like the 90s. No one, no one really... It, it just wasn't a thing, it, it right? It just wasn't like, a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so many he things probably got told, to fl- you can't film the kids, and that was the end of it. So many things got flown under the radar in the 90s. Right. Um, well, not on my radar. I was raging over it. If you are someone out there who has ever found a hidden camera, doesn't necessarily have to be like an Airbnb or something like that, but like if you've ever found a hidden camera, we would love to hear from you this morning. Please tell us your story. Teresa, you found one. Yes, I did. Where was it, Teresa? So it was um, actually in a workplace I was working in previously. Um, and we were in our normal surveillance room and we had your normal surveillance cameras set up. We, me and another girl were standing there and we both looked and we, it flashed across to another screen and we... Looking at this screen, going, "What is that?" Then realised that there was a camera hidden in one of the surgeries, um, in a power pack plugged into the wall, so like a like a little yeah, yeah, yep camera. Um, so it was watching you guys work. We've just been told it's a it's dental nursing because we heard surgery. So there we go. So they outed themselves accidentally because it flashed up on the screen in their security area. That is just bizarre. That's gross. Alicia in Wellington, you found a hidden camera. Where was it? Uh, so I'm staying in an Airbnb with some girlfriends and we were sitting in one of the bedrooms just having a glass of wine and one of the girls saw a phone charger on the other side of the wall plugged in um, and so she went to grab it and plug it in nearby us and noticed in the back there was like a memory card um, slotted into the back of it and looking closer realised there was actually a camera in the front of the phone charger that had been on and recording us the entire time. <sighs> oh, okay, Alicia. did you tell... Did you go to the landlord? Did you go to the Airbnb? How did you bring that up? Uh, so the more level-headed friend jumped straight on the phone to the police. Um, I, as the less level-headed friend, jumped on my phone to the Airbnb host um, and expressed my thoughts. Um, so we kind of crossed all avenues and the police kind of took it from there. Did they deny it? Yeah, they actually claimed that they were completely oblivious to it. They had no cameras in the house. They didn't have any charges they left in the house. It must have been someone a previous guest had left. So then nothing, no repercussions then. How do you prove it, right? Wow. Um, Alicia, and without going into detail, I'm not asking that, um, would it have captured anything that, you know, you would have been mortified somebody else was seeing? Uh, We were really fortunate that we found it pretty early on, uh, so we were lucky. But it's pretty scary to think what could have happened if we had a pickup. I'm not even okay with people hearing my conversation. No. I don't even have a Google Home or any of that rubbish in my house. We had another call from someone who stayed at an Airbnb on the Gold Coast and they found a camera hidden in the light fixture. 
Mate, it's gross. It's just gross. Maybe it makes you a little bit warier next time you book that Airbnb. Pete and Kimbers, yay or nay? Hello, Robbie. Oh, sorry, I didn't have your microphone on. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Yeah, you know, three uh, topics, three seconds to make up your mind, and there's a bit of a, a theme to this one. It was a happy accident, though, so oh. make sure you can t- try and spot out the other uh, theme, okay? okay? Are you ready? All right, yes. Uh, having too many cats means you're odd. Three, two, one. <laughs> Yay. Yay. But how many is too many cats, I, I think, know. is my first question. Mm. It's got to be more than two. Yeah, it does, hey. It's more than two. It's too much. Because people have two dogs, that's normal. I'd even think, if somebody had ten dogs, I'd think that's weird. Yeah, yeah of course. Well, know? no, but you had like three or four dogs. That's cute, right? No. Oh, okay. It's weird. I think, I think I've got to draw the line at four. Four dogs? Mainly for medical bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if you're going to be a responsible owner, you have to consider that at any point, this dog could cost you $12,000. True. <laughs> the reason I bring up the cat, by the way, is because there's a shelter in America. They've uh, been handed a cat up for adoption. They might struggle to give it away, though, because um, this cat weigh, weighs 20 kilograms. The average cat weighs 4 kilograms. Aww. How Wait many kings the king photos parks of it. is that? <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Going to the circus. Three, two, one. Yay. Nay. Nay. I think I'm always changing my mind. It depends what circus. I like a human circus. I don't like an animal circus. True. Well, circus, my opinion, always fun until the clown comes out. They just cringe. Oh. Yeah, see, th- those sorts of circuses I, I don't like. I love Cirque du Soleil. Oh, those yeah. shows are incredible. Those are amazing. Human circus. But can I just say, the last animal circus I went to, my niece was very young, and this horse came out and it dances. It does like moves with it, kind of, kind of like it does mm. a slow grapevine. And I said to my niece, who was four at the time, oh, my God, look at that. Look at the dancing horse. And she dead set looked me in the eye and went, Kimber, I think we all know that's a man in a suit. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had to pay for her to have a ride around the ring at interval because she didn't believe that it was an actual horse. She was four and she did not believe. Gosh. It was amazing. Well, uh, a circus in China uh, was left gobsmacked because... uh, a bear attacked one of the circus performers. Oh, no. Yes. The bear was dancing around and attacked it. Everyone's fine, by the way. They were able to apparently, and I quote, they pried the bear away from the man and put it back in its cage. What, with a schmacko? <laughs> <laughs> Drop it. Drop it. No. No. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> the visuals on that one. So good. Last one. Okay. Controversial. Vaping is a healthy alternative to smoking. Three, two, one. Nay. Uh, I don't know. I'm I don't sure know enough about it. I think it is if you're on your way out. <laughs> no, like as if, if, you, if you're actually using it as a tool to quit. If you're like Rami and you're just hey, going to keep hey, vaping hey, for the rest hey, of your life. let's yeah. not keep it. Hey, no personal. You need to stop vaping in the <laughs> studio, I, I actually. Don't you know what? I'm so glad you brought the this up. The reason I bring it up. Re- no, the reason I bring family it up. Meeting. Wait, the reason I bring it up. Why? Is I think animals have lost the plot. What do you mean? Press play on this audio. Sarah, it's smoking my vape. That's my vape. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my God. That was a monkey. Why has she got a monkey? It entered this. <laughs> That's a great question. She was at a holiday in, I think it was Cambodia or somewhere. She oh, was on okay. holiday and the monkey, this great footage of this monkey jumping into the hotel room yeah. and rummaging through, found the vape and started smoking it. 
They only do that so that you'll feed them. What? <laughs> All right, no, this they steal, legit. No, not, not the vaping part necessarily, but they steal things from your bag because yeah. they know that you'll negotiate with them and give them stuff. So they take your sunglasses and your hat and stuff and like that. Is that so why you that vape? you'll give them food. So we give you food? Yes. Oh. Where's my burger? <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't like to talk about maths too much because I get that there's a lot of people that think the show is ridiculous and they don't want to watch it. And I understand why. I hate myself for watching it, right? But the thing that I'm about to talk to you about is something that last night had me screaming, screaming at the TV. Okay. Over what happened because of the apparent bro code. Bro code? Bro code, where, you know... The bro code hasn't been a thing for 20 years, has it? Well, that's what you'd like to think. I mean, to be honest with you, if it was ever a thing, guys, let's just throw that out there. I guess it was a thing because it's that idea that, like, we can do whatever we like. We can say what we like about women and we can do what we want and you'll never dob us in, right? We can get away with it. Now, let me just walk you through what happened. Lauren, our WA contestant. Oh, yeah. Who we had on the show? Yeah. Yeah. She's married to Jono, right? Jono's a bit of a wet blanket. Jono is not very courageous and she's been constantly saying, could you just step up and be a bit less weak, please? She, she's a volcano. I can yeah. only imagine how that's rolling out anyway, between the two of them. Jono goes to the gym with Jack and... Jack is married to Tori, and Jack is not actually that interested in Tori, but he's doing a good job of making her think that he is. Okay. So gaslighting it. A little bit, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So Jono goes to the gym with Jack, and Jack says, hey, when we do the couple swap week, where you're all meant to learn about other couples, whoever gets my wife, Tori, can sleep with her because I'm not interested in sleeping with her. What? He... As if he she's a commodity. As if he owns her, he pimped her out and said, any of you blokes who get my wife, you're welcome to sleep with her because I'm not interested in sleeping with her. What an absolute piece of dog. Right? That is disgusting. It's so disgusting. So Jono is so disgusted, he goes back to his wife, Lauren, and says, oh, my God, you're not going to believe what Jack said about his wife today at the gym. So Lauren goes, oh, we can't let Tori, his wife, not know that. That's a disgusting thing to say about his wife. We need to let her know. Yeah, so Lauren yeah. outs them at the dinner and says, this is what it is. And Jack turns around and says, oh, it was a joke. The whole thing was a joke. Can we, can we know what the joke was? What's the joke? That at the couple swap, if Tori gets swapped with one of them boys, and he has to her by then, they can prank. It was outrageous, right? Yep. So Lauren goes this guy and says, Jack, you're a scumbag. This is disgusting. And he denies everything. Oh, I didn't. No, it was a joke. I didn't say anything. I'm, I'm totally attracted to my wife or whatever. So when Lauren turns to her husband for support and goes, you were there, you heard it. Why don't you tell him? He doesn't fess up. He won't support his wife because of the bro code. That is absolute bull dust. Right? What so, a gross human being. This is Lauren outing it. She is blindly backing him and, yeah, like, we're married and cool, that's what you should do for your husband. But, like, at the end of the day, he's disrespecting you. He's been saying derogatory things about you and he lied about his attraction to you. To me, that is unacceptable behaviour. So Jono gets the chance to back him in and that Jack's putting the hard word on him, looking at him going, come on, man, because I'm loyal and once you mess with me, you break the bro code, we can't be friends anymore. So he gets the chance to say... No, you're a dog, and he doesn't. All right, John, and this is your chance to tell. You said that I'm a loyal she's... guy, mate. If you cut me now, I'm done. So don't... Bo- Everything you've ever said to me, you've always said that you 
find her really attractive, yes. Yep. Oh, oh my god! Pathetic! Um, they've known each other for five minutes. She has no obligations to this dude, and the bro code stood up against that. And then Jack, the bad guy, because let's face it, he's a bad guy, mm. actually says this. Don't come here. I'm not talking to you, Lauren. Shut your mouth. Can you muzzle your woman? Duh. Muzzle your woman. Muzzle your woman. Oh, wow. Wow. They can't get a word in because you will not shut your mouth. What an absolute sicko. I was screaming at the TV because even if they think it's producers involved, as we've been talking about the last few days, that's not a producer. That's a douchebag. He is the mayor of douche town. Where's everybody else coming in? Like I, I They're all sitting there and no one was standing up for it. And poor Lauren has been outed as being a problem person. And Tori is still staying with this douchebag. She kissed him on the mouth and went, if he says it's a joke, it's a joke. I am so surprised. I'm, I'm so surprised that this show, someone at one of these dinner parties has not yet knocked somebody else out. Like Mate, that. Oh my god. I tell you what, god. if I was at the dinner Muzzle party, your woman. if I was at the dinner party, they'd have to give me plastic cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> Pete and Kimber's Throwback Thursday. Do you remember? So we know that um, there's plenty of people who tune in and out of our show every single morning, and you might just be someone who stumbled across us for the first time. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. We thought, you know, it'd be a bit of fun reliving some of our uh, favourite moments from the show, big things that have happened. Do you remember the 24-hour show we did at the end of last year? We literally did. We called it the 24-hour show because it was catchier. But it was 27 and a half hours on air straight. Yeah. We didn't take a break. We didn't sleep. We just went around the clock. And we were, I think my favourite part was about 1am when we became really delirious. (laughs) (laughs) It was the same night, by the way, as the Robbie Williams concert when everybody was stuck out in the Swan Valley in their cars for hours and hours and hours. And I want you to know we didn't plan that. No. We didn't do it to get a captive audience. Wasn't on us. No. Um, there were a few things that were planned, though. Surprises, non-stop surprises from our producers, Rami and Kerrit and the rest of the team here at Mix. We found out some really interesting things about each other. Who would have thought, as we do Throwback Thursday here, Kimber had the weirdest fear. It's a fear <laughs> of people eating bananas. <laughs> Kimber's fear... Of people eating bananas loudly around oh, her. So no. please welcome to the studio a big group of people no. all munching loudly on bananas. Into the banana eaters. Oh, yuck. Oh, so mm. disgusting. Oh, God, the noise is disgusting. Oh, yuck. Oh, my God, this is horrific. Yuck, they're all eating with their mouths open. Oh my god. Well, Kimbo, do you yeah, like people talking with their mouth open? Oh, that is so much, Kimbo. Kimbo is so moist and mushy. Nobody who's listening is enjoying Bro. this. They like her. That is as good today as it was when we did it last year. It was. Well, do you know, I've actually had people come up to me afterwards and go, I didn't know. That I also hate people eating bananas because yeah. it wasn't until they hear it they realise how absolutely revolting it is. Um, you two were getting right into it, weren't you, Carrot and Rami? You were really enjoying yourselves. 
Yeah, we were. It was oh, really, stop. really good. <laughs> Honestly, working in breakfast radio, so many people have bananas for uh, breakfast and it's just rank. Mm. But it's okay because, um, you know, my fear was that. Your fear, turns out, was large snakes. Mm. Oh, get stuck. No, stay um, there. Stay there. Wow. Stay there. That is a monster. You stay there. Stay there. Lisa. Stop coming so close. Lisa, using your um big voice there to shout into that <laughs> mic, how big, What is that a boa? What is that? This is an olive python. An olive python. How yeah. big is that? <laughs> uh, he's just over three metres. Okay. But and it's... he's about 11 kilos. Hey, Pete. No, no, this no, is why just... you do all these bench presses and why you work out at the gym because this is nothing, mate. It's just resting on your big, strong shoulders. No, I'm not. I've done enough. I've put... No, he's moving too fast. Why is he moving so fast? Stop it. Stop moving so fast. Why is it moving so fast? (laughs) Pete, stand up straight. Stand up. Just relax. Stand up. Oh, God. Just put it on me. Just put it on me. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Wow, it's really going all over his head. Oh, it's covering his face. Just... It's okay, Pete. Wow. Why is it smothering his face like that? <laughs> what I love too is that, like, you have a similar sound when I took you through the ghost train at the <laughs> Claremont Royal Show, like at the Perth Royal Show. <laughs> you scream the same way. But my favorite bit of that moment was not actually when the snake was on you, it was the way you were so rude, so, so rude to Lisa the snake handler. Listen to the tone of your voice with this woman who was just politely bringing snakes into here. Into here. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hi, how Lisa, are you? Lisa, where have you come from? So, I've come from Perth Reptile Company. Why? Just yeah. wait. Okay. Uh, can you do it slower? Like, I just yeah, feel yeah. like you're you're very clearly very comfortable with this snake that's moving <laughs> too bloody quickly around you. Just chill, for Except God's sake. Why are you still here? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Why are you still here? We're so rude. It's a fair question when you're afraid of snakes, isn't it? (laughs) Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858.